Welcome to Rockstar Birth Radio. I'm your host, Shalom, and this show is for mamas who are seeking a fabulous, positive birth experience. So let's step away from the scary and fearful view of birth and dive straight into the rich birthing wisdom and powerful birth stories that will inspire you to rock your birth your way. Peter Kelly's most favorite title is Human as Fuck. She is a conscious entrepreneur, author, speaker, and philanthropist. She was recently featured in Forbes magazine and was just ranked by Inc. magazine in the top 10 female entrepreneurs changing the world. Peter teaches the new way to live, lead, earn, and give, and what excites her the most is bringing her brilliant, badass generation together as one team and one family so that we can gift our planet and our kids an environment where they can thrive. Peter is an angel gifter and a silent investor and thrives on expanding the cycle of abundance and contribution, especially when it allows young people to kick ass in their endeavors. She's a new mum to her beautiful daughter, Soul, and has now found a supersized passion for empowering women to create a beautiful pregnancy and birth experience. Peter, welcome to Rockstar Birth Radio. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. Now, over the past few months since the birth of your incredible daughter, I've been seeing snippets of your birth story come through on your various social media platforms, and I was like, I have got to talk to this woman. Because (laughs) when you hear about a first-time mum who consciously you know, creates her birth experience and is then able to share it and stand on, you know, stand up and shout about it. That really inspires me. Not enough women do that, I don't think. And so I'd love to hear more about your incredible journey. Can you start with when you found out that you were pregnant? When did it all begin? Yeah. So um, we found out we were pregnant what, last year. And it was it was interesting because I've never had any fear around birth at all, which is really was my greatest asset. I think my mum birthed for she had four big babies, um, you know, drug free and just relatively fine. She just always told me it was a miracle, and um, she never spoke about pain or anything. And it wasn't because she was like trying to spiritually bypass. She just genuinely saw that it was a miracle, and she just you know she just had really. She just really enjoyed it. And so growing up, I was always like, well, I can't wait till it's my turn. Like, I can't wait to be in labor. I can't wait to be pregnant. I just, I could always, I was always so excited for it, which I know is quite unusual. Um, And I'm super grateful for that. Um, My mom always said, she was like, you know, it's like telling someone who's going to get a tattoo that it really hurts. It's like, why would you do that? Like, just like, you know, where's the focus? So again, I know that, you know, everybody has different experiences and truths but so I'm really grateful that there were the programs I had you know that was that was the story I had so when we found out we were pregnant um we sort of decided we were gonna we decided we were gonna stop not trying um and then that weekend I was in a ceremony and I actually saw my daughter very clearly and I knew she was coming and I knew she was a girl and I knew her name was Sol um, and then the next, that month we tried to conceive and we conceived right away again, very lucky, but I'd been doing a lot of, um, chiropractic and, you know, eating really well and preparing spiritually. I felt so, you know, when we got pregnant, I was so excited, but I had that, you know, I, I got the pregnancy test and it was funny because I did the, I did the P test just as I was about to, um, go live and do an hour mentoring call for about 200 people. And so I put the test next to me as I went live and it actually 
ticked over and said pregnant as I was live mentoring people and I saw it. So wow. I had to like, you know, I mean, it was hectic. I was like, fuck, like, do I, like, do I stop? Like, and then I just had to just, just had the biggest smile on my face and I just had to keep mentoring. And then I, I had to wait like three hours before my husband and I had finished our, our calls to be able to tell him. And I was so excited, but it's crazy because it was almost like, a, like a natural human thing. I straight away Googled, uh, what are the chances of a false positive? And I straight away was like looking at the forums, like, and my husband had to ban me from those forums because it was like, I couldn't just be in the joy of it. You know, I couldn't just be in the joy and the swiftness of it because it did happen very swiftly, um, very swiftly. And it was like a dream come true, you know? So I suppose I didn't allow myself to just be in that swiftness and joy of how, how, how easy it was. And because I'd read so many people about how hard it was, I almost felt like guilty, you know? So um, I then started to go through the forums and like I said, my husband had to ban me because instantly I started reading, um, you know, how, how often miscarriages happen. And, um, and that was sort of starting to become, I started to just become really fearful and it, it, it wasn't me to be like that, but I, I went to Pilates. I told my Pilates teacher, there was a few people I told, um, because I had to for work reasons and, and it was crazy that so many people, their first reaction to me was, well, Peter, I hope you know that um, 30% of pregnancies now result in miscarriage. So I wouldn't tell anyone. And so I was getting like this left, right and center. I would call, I'm Australian, obviously, but I was living, um, I'm living, I live most of the time in the US or some of the time in the US. And I was in the US at the time. Um, and I, I didn't have a doctor because I hadn't needed a doctor here. So I started calling around all these different doctors and it was like, um, I would call them and they, and none of them said congratulations. They were just like, well, come back in seven weeks or when you've missed two periods because it's not it's not really legit until then. And here I am like high, high on cloud nine having just got my first pregnancy test, unable to talk to anyone about it yet. And just like constantly just it was fear, 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 fear. So I called my mentor that night and I was like, well, I, he was like, I told him and, he, and the words that came out of my mouth were like, I'm so excited, but... I'm scared. You know, what if I have a miscarriage? I can't let myself, like, I feel guilty. It happened so quickly. Surely it's too good to be true. And he was like, right, like, this has never been your story before. So let's, we have to completely re-script this. And that, that night I wrote a script for how I wanted my pregnancy to be. And it was just, you know, I'm thriving. I'm so grateful that I got pregnant so quickly. I'm so happy. I'm so, you know, my baby is thriving. I, my body knows what to do to nurture her. And I knew it was, I knew it was a her. I just knew I was like, yep, she's here. Um, so I really had to be very mindful about not taking on the fear while still respecting other women's experiences, because I just did not want to have a fear-based pregnancy. And I definitely didn't want to take fear into my birth. So, um, after that, I just, I read my script every morning and every night. And I was just really, really mindful of. And I think, you know, it, it was work. I had to consciously do work to make sure I didn't take on the fear. And my husband banned me from the forums, which, you know, they serve, they have their place. But for me, I had a great program. I had a great story. And it was all, I was almost undoing my great story by spending so much time in the forums. It was like, you know, I, I wasn't letting myself just be in the joy. So that's what happened. And then I, I really had an amazing pregnancy. It was so beautiful and healthy. And um, people were worried. They were like, well, you're vegan. So how are you going to have, you know, are you going to start eating meat? And I was, and then I just, I just really thrived. And I worked, I worked a lot through my pregnancy as, as a lot of moms do. I had, I spoke nonstop at a two day event um, 
when I was 10 weeks pregnant, I couldn't tell anyone. It was funny. I was like sitting on a stool the whole second day, just like, just, you know, waiting till I could go home and have some hot chips. But it was just, yeah, I, I loved being pregnant. I, I just loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. It's really interesting what you shared there about that conscious practice of having to stay out of the fear because you as you mentioned so much of our birthing culture and our pregnancy culture is based around all of the things that can go wrong and mm -hmm. whilst those statistics may absolutely be the case it doesn't mean that that's how where we have to reside and I find when so many people so many women are approaching their birth that that they are surrounded constantly by that almost toxic energy that it's really difficult to stay out of that space like even for somebody who is quite spiritually strong and you know has a, a positive story it, it, as you do it can be hard not to be swayed because in pregnancy I find you're at your most raw and vulnerable you're also at your most yeah. intuitive but you're almost wide open to all of the energies in the in the universe and I find that you have to be really mindful about of protecting mm -hmm. that bubble and who you let in and who you choose to you know whose whose words you choose to allow to impact you yeah and did totally. You, did you find that was still the case as you got closer to your birth? So did it move away from being the risk of miscarriage towards the, mm -hmm. well, you know, the questions around, well, how are you going to get this baby out? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I was in, I was in Bondi, so we have a home in Bondi, and Bondi is a pretty open community. Um, I, I, I did a, a she births course and sort of surrounded myself. I'm, I had a home birth. So I chose a home birth. So I had a home birth, birthing midwife and a doula. And I really got myself amongst that community and really surrounded myself with, um, you know, not just people who had home birth, but just people who are really about empowering women to trust their bodies. So I think my confidence just really strengthened. Um, it only strengthened because after I stopped scripting my pregnancy, I started scripting my birth and I'd, I'd really been writing my birth story for a long time and not, not with like this naive attitude of it has to go this way or else, but just in the way of like, well, why wouldn't I give life this instruction? Like, well, why wouldn't I put in my request? Like, why wouldn't I focus on how I want my birth to go? Like, why not? So I, um, I really, yeah, I surrounded myself with that community in Bondi and online too. I loved, I love, I mean, Instagram's the best for that. I love, I'm sure you have like the list of you know, just those, those birthing accounts, I just stalk them nonstop. And just, I love reading and not just home births, just, just births. And I watched birth videos and I had so many amazing women who shared their birth videos with me. And I, I just, I really was just getting excited. And, you know, I, sometimes I share that and I think people think, well, you're just like spiritually bypassing. You're just being overly positive, but it's just not the case. Like I was genuinely so excited to experience what I had been reading about and what I'd been seeing people experience. Like I was so excited for it to be my turn um, and just however it went. And, you know, I was fairly confident in my body and you know, I'd been taking care of myself. I had been getting chiropractic. My midwife is my midwife, Joe's and my doula were just so supportive. Um, we felt equipped because we did like the she births course. Um, we, we were very lucky. My husband and I were flexible in our work. I could like turn social media off as we got closer and just really zone in. Um, my baby was healthy. We were so lucky, you know, I just felt really ready. So I suppose, um, I suppose I just, my boundaries around, you know, you have that person, like there was the odd person who'd just be like, Oh, you're having a home birth really. And, um, my doctor told me never to do that and all that sort of stuff. But I think I just really just got stronger and stronger and stronger as it got closer because I knew that 
fear plays such a role in both. Um, and I just, you know, I just laser, I was just focused on trusting my body and, and not letting anything take me away from that trust. I'm intrigued about what led you to home birth. Was there a conversation or a moment when you thought, right, that's what I'm going to do? I've looked at my options and, and home birth feels like the right one for us. It's crazy because there was never like, and I've been asked that question before. It, there wasn't really, it just felt like the right thing for me to do. I just, my mom didn't home birth. She had four, um, she had four hospital births, but I just, I suppose it's just as of the last few years, I suppose I've just become really, um, really felt connected to the earth and connected to myself. And I just felt like it would be a beautiful thing. It just, it never really, nothing else ever really crossed my mind. And it's not, you know, that I was, you know, anti anything. I just felt I'm going to have a home birth and I'm just, it's, I just felt like if I'm healthy and everything's going well, why not? I, you know, I just, it just felt like, you know, there were, there were no complications. There was, um, I just, I just really trusted that was for me. That was just the guidance I got, you know, it just felt right. It's like, it's just a knowing. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was just a knowing. It just, just felt right. And it was weird for my husband too, because we didn't even even we didn't even have the conversation. It was it was just like so we're we're gonna both run home. It was it was just yeah, it was it was it was just so like it is, you know. And you mentioned earlier a couple of times that you wrote a pregnancy script and then a birth script. For those of yeah. our audience that aren't familiar with the tool of scripting, can you share a little bit about what that actually means? Yeah, so it basically is just a way to, um, I suppose, tell the story of how you want it to go because life's always responding to the stories that we're telling. So throughout my pregnancy, every morning, every night, I'd read a script about, and I do it for everything in my life. Just, you know, I feel amazing. My body is, my baby is thriving. We have the most beautiful connection. I am loving being pregnant. You know, I'm so grateful my pregnancy is going so beautifully. Um, I'm eating so well. I am, you know, I'm, I'm moving well. I'm so excited for birth. And then, um, my birth one, my husband, well, I wrote a, a birth script, which was, yeah, very much like, um, the the birthdays here, I'm, you know, it's it's beautiful, and I I didn't put too many details in there, but and but I really described like the feeling, like, um, like I, I went through and basically wrote the birth story as if, um, as if it was already done. So you know, we start off, we go to the beach, um, again, it's like my ideal situation, but why why would I write anything other than that? You know, like why would I focus on anything other than that? It doesn't mean I'm. I'm, I want to control the outcome. It just means like the universe is always waiting for some instruction from us. Why not? Why not just like my, my whole view on that is why not like tell the story about how we want it to go and still, still leave the details up to the universe, God source, you know, like if I'm meant to have something happen during my birth and I'm going to have to surrender, so be it, but I'm going to tell the story of how I want it to go. So, you know, it was like, um, you know, I mean, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I fully wrote, um, a, like my, and my husband did too, you know, like it, uh, I, I'm feeling really good. Like, you know, my, my mid, uh, the midwife arrives and, um, she's just, you know, she's like, just things like my, my husband stroking my back and telling me I'm doing such a good job. And when we, when we get into the pool, my midwife tells me to reach down and touch the baby's head. And I do, and it just feels so magical. And, 
um, oh my God, she's here. I'm so proud of myself that, that I really went to the edge of myself, but it was just, it was so amazing. The best experience of my life, you know, just really speaking about how it felt to birth and how it felt after my birth. And just, so no matter what happened, I just felt really proud of myself and I felt really, you know, I've just felt so, just so good and so trusting of myself and trusting of my baby and trusting of my birth team. Um, and just really make sure that I was tell- I was really focusing on that every day leading up to it because there are moments, and I, and I know you can relate, that you have these moments of, shit, I'm about to give birth, especially the first one, like, oh, my God, I'm about to go through the most intense physical thing anybody can ever go through in their lives, and I'm about to go through that. So, you know, it was just good for me to ground in the in the story of, yeah, it's going to be intense. No shit, absolutely. But I'm, you know, I'm, I was just, I was really in the excitement of it. It sounds like an incredibly powerful tool and I can totally relate to putting that positive intention out there, but I love the practice then of reading it every morning and night and really immersing yourself in it and anchoring yourself to those feelings because that's I often talk to women about that rather than I hear so many women writing their birth plan and it's I don't want an epidural or I don't want an intervention or I don't. And it's talking about all the things they're seeking to avoid as opposed to all the things they want to attract in. And I always say to women, tell me about how you want to feel. Picture the room. Who's in there? What's the energy like? You know, how how do you look? What's the look on your partner's face? Like how is it all feeling? Mm-hmm. Because that's somewhere that we can visualize ourselves and we can imagine and we can work towards as opposed to running away as fast as we can from all of the fears and the scary things and the, the you know, the interventions that we're seeking to avoid. So thank you so much for sharing with that with us. I can see how I could absolutely apply that to all aspects of my life, not just, yeah. you know, because it's all about creation, right? So whether exactly. you're birthing a baby or a project or a relationship, it's like, where am I looking to invest my energy? How do I want this to look? And then every day it's that conscious action towards that outcome. Yeah. And it becomes your story then. That's That becomes the story that you're telling your life. And mother nature's the boss at the end of the day. If, you know, if she needs to have you be, you know, you know what I mean? And things do stray. Like I've had friends who've planned the home birth and the baby did a meconium poo and they went, they, the midwives that made the call to go to the hospital and they were still so happy with their birth. And that's, you know, amazing. So it's, it's, I think it's important just to write the script with, full um honor of mother nature that she's going to do what she needs to do and to stay open but still like still own and declare like how do you feel like and i think that's the important thing with script writing is it's mostly about how it's feeling not about the details because the details can change and you can still be still be really focusing on how it feels and how it felt like i remember writing things in my script like um it's crazy because I wrote in my script something like it's not as intense as I thought it would be, <laughs> and then afterwards I was like, "Wow, this, why would I write that in my script? It's the most <laughs> intense thing I've ever been through in my life." But, but so much of my script really was exactly how it was. Like, you know, it, it was swift but not too swift. Like that was that was what I had in there. It was swift but not too swift. Not too swift that I couldn't like experience it, but it was it was swift, you know compared to a lot of births and my midwife did tell me to reach down and touch my baby's head and um you know when I looked at her you know just how it felt when I looked at her I you know I said I can't believe she was so chubby and then that's exactly what happened when she came out it was like I could not believe she was so chubby it was just you know just little things like that but there was also so much room for for surprise but at the end of the day I knew no matter what I was going to be so proud of myself and 
um, you know, I was, I was actually going to somewhat enjoy it, even though it is the most, you know, physically intense thing ever. Indeed it is. So, so can you tell us about your birthing day? How did that all start? Did you go to the beach? We did. So every day we'd been, we'd been going for about a 60 to 90 minute walk. It was pretty crazy. Um, considering she was so low in my pelvis for about four, four or five weeks before she came. Um, so we would walk around Bondi. Well, waddle. I was waddling around Bondi for six for sixty to ninety minutes a day, and we'd go and sit and watch the whales um, at North Bondi. So on the day, on the day she came, I sort of knew because that night before, the night before I lost my mucus plug, and I started to have um, just a little bit more cramping, and I also had this crazy. It was almost like a um, like a boot camp for my mind that night. Like I remember just laying in bed and having. And like purging any final fears that I had. And I remember just laying in bed thinking, fuck, this is happening. Like, what if, you know, what if I go to the hospital? What if this, you know, whatever, just, um, can I really do it? It was like, it was almost like my soul was mentally preparing me that night. And I remember just lying awake being like, this is happening when I wake up, like tomorrow's the day. And so when I woke up, uh, my midwife and doula were both like amazing, like, you know, get some sleep because they, you know, they're, they're like shamans. They just know like, this is happening the next day. Um, and so I went to sleep um, and I woke up and I was like, it was, it all subsided, just like my midwife told me it was going to. Um, but then we went, we went to the, watch the whales, but we drove because I was, my contractions were, I don't know, weren't regular, but let's say like every 20 minutes or something. Um, my family was in town. So we went to meet up with them. And it was funny because I asked my mom to get me some maternity pads because, you know, start, things started to move. And, um, she, I said, make sure you get organic. Like I want Tom's like, don't get it. And she, as a joke, she went and got me black and gold maternity pads because <laughs> I'm all, I'm so fussy about like the environment and organic this and everything. And so she gave them to me and I was like in, in like pre-labor. So it was just a joke. I took them and I was like, well, I'm not going to use these anyway, but I'll come back to that. Why that's funny at the end. But, um, then, so I said to Eric, let's drive home. Like, I just want to lay on the couch and Eric was going to go play golf with his dad that day because his parents were visiting from the U.S. and and we decided he wouldn't go and play golf because you know I was totally fine, but we, we we could tell things were moving. And then at around 5 p.m. he went for a run, and I was like, okay, have fun, whatever. I was just eating, I was just eating dinner. He went for a run. Um, he got back, and I was in the shower, soothing my back, like just on my own in the shower, soothing my back. So things escalated pretty quick. He went for about a 30 minute run. Um, and I was still talking and then we watched Wimbledon and I would have like a contraction. It was now like five minutes apart, 60 seconds, just, to, just as it says, you know, in the textbooks and I'd get on the floor, have a contraction, get up and start talking about Wimbledon again, get on the floor, have a contraction, get up and start talking about Wimbledon again. It was just, I was just really chatty and we couldn't really gauge when to tell our midwife to come, like, because I didn't want to like have her sit around and I wasn't really feeling, you know, they were very regular, but I wasn't. It, it just felt fine. You know, it wasn't tough. And then they were getting stronger and stronger, but I, I just didn't want her sitting around and, and bless her. She's obviously done so many births. She was like, I'm coming and I can just have a nap if, if things aren't, you know, heating up. So she came and she started watching me and she was like, you can, I was really talking and really chatting to her. And she was like, you should, you should try and have a, have a nap. And she was like, would you describe your contractions as strong? Cause I was just really chatty. And didn't and I was really internalizing, like I was just really breathing and going within. There wasn't much moaning or anything. And so 
it was really hard for anyone to gauge, you know. So, um, so we thought, I'll have a nap. We told our doula, don't come. Um, things are pretty early. So then I remember going to the toilet and I was like, Joe, I called out to her, there's blood. Um, and can you come and have a look at my pad? And so she, she came and had a look and she was like, okay, yep, things are moving. And, um, I was, then I started to joke to her about the black and gold pads. I was like, look, I've run out of Tom's and my mom's got me these <laughs> black and gold pads. Now I'm going to have to bloody use them. And we're all laughing about it. And I was like, fuck, like, thank God for the black and gold pads because <laughs> I've run out. But, um, so then, then we were chatting and the next thing I was le- leaning on my lounge and, um, you know, in a home birth, your whole la- your whole house becomes like a jungle gym for birth. I was like leaning on my lounge, and 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 that was when like I was not not chatting anymore. And I looked at, and it was funny because my midwife was like, "Do you want me to check you?" And I was like, "No, I don't want you to check me because I really want to be like nine centimeters." And I was like really animated like this, and she was like, "Well, love, I doubt you're nine centimeters." So I was like, "No, nope, don't check me then because I don't want to get disheartened." So so that was then, and then. And then I had the strong contraction. And then it was like contraction, 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 contraction. And then I was on the floor on all fours. And it was like joking about her with black and gold pads to being on the floor telling her I needed to push within 10 minutes. And then my husband was like, oh, what the fuck do I do? Do we text your doula? And my midwife was like, we are on. And so she was like behind me with a light. I was on the floor on all fours. I was 10 centimeters. Um and then so she had the flashlight ready to go and the pool wasn't blown up. So she was like, Fuck, I don't know if you're going to make the pool. And at that point I couldn't respond. I was so in, um, you know, my husband was like, I don't know what to do. All our, all our planned massage techniques and everything went out the door because it was basically like, just went from zero to hero, just went from zero to like transition, like, like that. But i but I imagine during the day there was a lot of warming up, like all day I felt like I was warming up. So anyway, then the doula and the, um, our photographer came together and then they were, they were frantically pumping up the pool I was on all fours just like just trying to breathe you know having that feeling when you know you feel like the baby's I, and I literally remember having the thought during transition of I'm going to be the first woman ever to give birth out of my butt and I'm going to be <laughs> in the Guinness world records like I swear I remember thinking that oh my god this is going to be so embarrassing I'm going to give birth out of my ass like because that's what it feels you know you know like it feels like the baby's going around the back and although my midwife told me that's how it was going to feel during it I was like this is happening I'm going to be in the Guinness World Records oh my god I'm just abnormal but anyway obviously baby did not come out that end it was all great but um so midwife was just beautifully calm, checking my um, checking the baby, but just letting me breathe. We had the music on our birth playlist, and it was crazy because during transition, "Here Comes the Sun" by the Beatles came on, which just as I was about to get in the pool and birth soul, and my husband was like, "Holy shit! Like that is just so profound because you know soul means sun." Yeah, I've got goosebumps. And, yeah crazy so then anyway I remember handing my rings to my doula um they were like the pool's ready and I was like thank god um because just on all fours I just it was just it was intense and then we went over to um the the bath I gave my rings to my doula I slipped into that bath oh my god the that bath just heaven um but then it was it was only a few pushes I mean the pushes of my life that it took to get her out but um, she had a pretty big head. I think it was like 50, well, the circumference. I don't know if it's 53 centimeters round. I can't remember if that's, um, I can't remember. That might be wrong, but it was 53 something. But I remember pushing and pushing and pushing. 
and just there, there was just this point, um, and I think it was during transition where, where it was like, okay, this is, you have to 100% just trust Mother Nature now what she's doing. Like you, you've never gone here in your life. So I felt like she just like took me by my hand and led me to my edge, and I was just trusting her, like trusting her that she was going to take me to my edge, but no further. And so when we got into the water and I was pushing her head out, that I looked at my midwife and there's actually a photo of me like looking at her with my eyebrow up and I said to her, Joe, she's not going to fit. And she was so calm and she just looked at me and she's like, she's absolutely going to fit. Like do what you feel like you need to do. Like she, I'd never felt like someone trusted me so much in my body. You know what I mean? And she was just supporting my thoughts of I have got this. Like I trust, I trust myself. And so she would just say, you've got this. Like you're doing so beautifully. And I didn't realize how quiet I was. Like afterwards they were like, you look like you'd birthed a million times. And I was like, I did not feel like it. Like it, it was so intense, but I just went so in and everybody has their way of, you know, some people roar, but I just, I just went in. Um, so I said to her, she's not going to fit. And she was like, she's going to fit. So I reached down and I just sort of opened myself up and, um, and you know, the greatest push, I mean, never worked that hard and, and out she came and I, I learned back into the pool with just, you know, that feeling, Oh, everybody, you know, course you know that feeling but the greatest relief in the world and just so much adrenaline because it went it happened so quickly and then it was just the greatest we just lay down in the lounge and my husband had his skin to skin and he got the meconium poo all over him and my midwife and doula just wrapped me up in um you know I had a lot of adrenaline and it was just I mean just the greatest experience ever I just relive it I watched the birth video again and again and I have a rule that I'll only share the birth video if I'm sitting with someone next to them so I can watch them and their emotion as they watch it because it's like so sacred and I'm just you know I, I remember as soon as we finished I said to my husband honey that was it was like harder than I thought like it was I mean that was hard we're not having another baby for you know for a few years like wow and then 3 days later I was like okay so next year you know <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just yeah so just the greatest experience of my life and just the I also felt like it was the greatest privilege you know I just felt so privileged that I got to experience that and in that way and so uninterrupted and just I got to experience myself as a woman like that there's just nothing like it in the world. And that's why I feel really passionate about birth because yeah, it's absolutely about getting a healthy baby and having a healthy baby, but it's so much as well about, about the woman and about the mother and about feeling like, you know, she could be trusted to, to do what she was born to do. It's incredible. I'm just sat here with like goosebumps. I feel like I was in your lounge room watching you, you know, it just, it, you, you just paint such an incredible, tale and all of the people that you had in your team you know such a, a a gift to have such wonderful to surround yourself with such wonderful supportive believers you know it's it's mm. those types of choices that we make that really can have such an influence and impact on our birth experiences and i i sometimes think people under appreciate how 
how our birth team are so um, whilst you're the one giving birth, they, they really have a big control mm. over or influence over the experience, even just for those t- what are yeah. what sound like tiny things but are actually monumentous, which is when your midwife is whispering in your ear saying, you're doing it and you're doing it beautifully yeah. and she's going to fit. Like it's, it's like that gives you, you know, a thousand times more power. You know, it's like you just Girl. go, yes, that's what I needed to hear. It just gives you that extra yeah. oomph to dig deeper when you think you can't dig anymore. You know, you think you're yeah. done and she's like, you've got this. And I'm almost yeah. going to cry thinking about it because I had that experience yeah. with my midwife. It's like I've, I've never felt like somebody had my back so much yeah. and when I so needed it. You know, there's yeah. never been a time yeah. when I've been literally on my knees and and felt, mm-hmm. you know, just as if I was about to give up or couldn't do it anymore. And someone's like, you've got this, I've got you, let's go. And you're like, yeah. okay, you know, it's just, and and the, the wrapping you up in the end, it's like that mm-hmm. creating that nest for a new family. Yeah. It's like the most gentle entry yeah. into motherhood. Yeah. And, I mean, when I had my first home birth, which is my second birth, I loved it so much. We went again 12 months later. We pumped the next one out wow. and it was the same team. And I, I said to them, okay, that's it. Now I'm done. I'll create a magazine. I'll make a podcast. I can't, I'm not having any more babies, but yeah. I just yeah, craved yeah. that, that connection, yeah. you know, that, that village, which we, we so mm-hmm. often don't have around our birthing culture. And I, that's one of the incredible benefits I find of home birth. And there are many, but just having that, that surrounding of that circle of wise women. You know, mm-hmm. and to feel so safe in that, in those first few vulnerable steps as a mother, you know, yeah. it's it's such a gift to have that. So, gosh, mm-hmm. you're making my ovaries like do the <laughs> jungle drums again, and I'm like, down, get down, you know. Where, where, yeah, where <laughs> I know. I mean, even me, just like, just as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh god, I just, it, yeah, it's there's just nothing like it. There's just nothing like it at all. And it just remind me, I've got that birth. My midwife Adula making a birth documentary. Um, my, my midwife and my birth photographer, sorry, making a birth documentary and I need to share it on my Facebook after I get off. They are. Podcast. They are. I've seen it all over the news. Do you want to tell us yeah. a little bit about it? Well, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, it's just so, it's just so important. And it's funny because they, they had so many of like, um, like Rhea Dempsey and like so many just amazing um, women in the birthing world at a conference here that they got to interview. And, they just, these women are just such, like, to me, they're like shamanic, you know, they're so, their work is so important and, um, they're just, you know, they're so special to me. So I just, you know, I want to support it any way I can, but the, the documentary, it's not, it's not like, okay, you have to home birth. It's just about empowering women and, uh, and ensuring women trust their body. It's called, um, birth time. It's called birth time. And there's the trailers out. I think the Facebook is Birth Time World. The trailer is out and they actually need to raise money um, to be able to finish it. It's a crowdfunding campaign, which is why I'm going to share it on my Facebook. But it's um, it's just such a, it's just so important because not everybody is as lucky as I was to have, um, you know, firstly to have a mom who instilled nothing, but, you know, this is an amazing miracle. I mean, so many people are traumatized. So many people are um, just taught fear and it's, and it, you know, it's, it's just, it's one of the ways I feel we'll heal the world is if we can heal, if we can empower women to trust their bodies and we can just empower women to, um, I suppose, educate themselves not in the direction of fear but in the direction of trust and to still remember that, you know, hospitals and intervention absolutely have their place. Like absolutely no one's doubting that. But but what about 
what about ensuring women trust their bodies? Like, isn't that just, isn't that just as critical? Like, I think that's just a missing piece and something I'm really passionate about. So I love um, supporting this work in any way that I can. It is absolutely crucial. As you say, not everyone had the incredible gift and it is a gift that you had from your mum to not fear birth and to just see it as something that we do and it's incredible. And you're right, it is women like Jerusha and Zoe and Joe that this documentary mm-hmm. that they're creating is is going to have such an impact on those women that are still not sure, you know, that haven't been surrounded mm-hmm. by positive and inspiring birth stories that are setting out on this journey feeling a little bit isolated and alone. So I'll make sure that I also not only share it on um, the Rockstar Birth uh, Facebook page, but also I'll make sure that we include some links to that as well as to the She Birth program that you mentioned earlier with Nadine in the footnotes for this interview. Awesome. So this has been incredible, Peter. I do have one final question. If there was one message that you would give to the pregnant women that are listening to this interview today that have just heard your birth story, that are sitting there with their babies in their wombs thinking, how do I have that sort of experience? What's the, what's the one takeaway that they, could, that they could walk away with today? I think, I think it's just like get quiet, like spend a lot of time getting quiet. Like there's so much noise everywhere. This is why I went off social media for a few weeks before um, my due date because I was like, it's, it's just, you, you can build up. I mean, it's so, it's so easy to say that just trust your body and trust mother nature when a lot of people have been taught not to their whole lives. But what about trusting your baby as well? Like, you know, you were, you know, you were given this, um, this baby as a gift and your body knows what to do. And so it's like, can you just get quiet enough to tune into your baby and talk to your baby? Like we wrote love letters to soul before she came out, you know, we put them in her drawer and we're just really tuning in and just saying to her, like, so I'm so excited to meet you. I'm so excited. Like I'm, you know, we're so ready and I totally trust you to know how to, how to, you know, we're going to make the best team when, when the big game day comes and just really talking to your baby and talking to your body, like thanking your body for stretching and asking your body to be more, you know, supple and flexible and, and letting your body know, like I, I wrote a letter to my body as well. And I said, thank you body, you know, for this amazing pregnancy and for every period I've had in the lead up to, to this, you know, big show and, and, you know, you're going to be asked to stretch and thank you for stretching. You know, I really, I really honored my body and just spoke to my body and just took that time to emotionally and spiritually connect with mother nature, myself and the baby before. And that can look like anything, but I just, you know, I, I think that's good too, is just to write a letter to your body You know, thank your body for the pregnancy. Thank your body for everything it's done your whole life to get you ready for for this and thank your body for being like just a magnificent instrument and vessel that she is and you know just just really I think take the time as well to connect with your baby and I know I know a lot of mums do already but write write a letter and share with the baby how you're feeling about the birth and if there is any fear like even just share that with the baby because you know we've all heard those stories about the baby who wouldn't come like you're just caught in the cervix and then when the mum finally released her fear and you know the baby comes out like just share with your baby because the baby's not dumb. The baby's so intelligent and he's picking up on all our energies anyway. So it's like just have those conversations with your baby and just just try and release any of that fear that you have and, and know that it's so normal and not to feel bad about it, but just try and get it out of your cells um, and just just focus on focus on everything that is supporting you because there's so much supporting you. Like 
I mean, it's just pregnancy every day is so supported by, you know, everything. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just such a miracle. And I think we just need to honor that and surround yourself with women who are going to support that as well, you know, really surround yourself with good birthing circles and, you know, people like that. Absolutely. That's been fantastic. You're an absolute whirlwind of birthing positivity and powerhouse of empowering birth information. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been such an incredible honor to hear your birth story. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Shalom. And thanks for having me. I just, I love talking about birth. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Rockstar Birth Radio today. If you are loving the Rockstar Birth Vibe, then please subscribe, share with your pregnant friends and leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like more of this juicy birth love in your life, come chat with me at rockstarbirthmagazine.com. Until next time, bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.